Welcome to the Successful Women Rock Podcast Show, where we share insights, experiences, and resources that help women be ready to be unapologetic and unleash the full force and magnificence of who they are. Because successful women rock. Now here's your host, Rhonda Y. Williams. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Successful Women Rock podcast show. In this episode, we're going to talk about unleashing your abundance energy flow. My name is Rhonda Williams, and I'm a dream life coach, and I am your host for the show. Today's show is powered by the Society of Successful Women an achievement-driven organization for women of influence where we have one simple goal, and that is to help you achieve yours. I am super excited today to welcome today's guest, Paul Thompson. Paul, let me just tell you a little bit about Paul. Paul Thompson has the amazing ability to inspire and encourage groups as well as individuals to recognize the tremendous power and greatness that is often dormant. He's a motivational speaker and has been teaching natural or spiritual laws uh, to students for more than two decades. Paul is the creator of Cycles of Development Education Training, and he currently has an ebook called The 11 Wealth Habits for spiritual and material growth. Paul also offers training on the entrepreneur versus the technician series. So I'm super excited to welcome Paul to the show. Welcome, Paul. Well, good evening, Rhonda, and to the audience. Um, How are you doing this wonderful evening? Oh my goodness, I am doing fantastic. And I'm so happy to have you here with us because Every single time I talk to you, I leave amazed and impressed by depth and the wealth of your knowledge. So I am very excited for you to share that with our audience today. All right. Thank you. You're (laughs) welcome. So at the Society of Successful Women and and Successful Women Rock, we're really all about helping women and providing them with the resources to develop the skills necessary for them to rock every aspect of their life, right? Whether that's business, a relationship, <clears throat> whatever their career goals might be, we wanna yeah. give them the tools and resources to help them do that. So today we're gonna spend some time um, discussing the importance of women understanding and tuning in to their abundance energy flow. So All right. I would love to start by having you um, share a little bit about yourself and how you became this amazing spiritual laws coach and teacher. Okay. Well, thank you um, for that wonderful introduction. I pretty much have, when I go back to my childhood, it's always been <clears throat> developing in me who I've been. And <clears throat> when I look back, it just kind of like guided me. And so I've always been fascinated by human behavior, human interaction. And I started looking very young into uh, spirit, if you will. 
and it 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 took me to different unseen worlds or places that helped me to tap into my inner self and so the more that i did that the more i became interested and so before the internet before anybody was out there talking about it i was teaching on universal laws um the law of attraction uh the law of cause and effect and so when it finally hit kind of like the media and technology uh people would call me and say uh it's on oprah it's on this show uh you've been talking about it 15 20 years before it hit right and so i guess it was my mission <laughs> okay that's awesome hey andrea thanks for joining um it, it's when you connect with your purpose and your passion, I feel that there's something very um, uh, powerful that feels um, almost as if it's unlocked within you. Uh, almost feel like you're guided now more towards um, that because you're familiar with your, your, you know, connecting with your passion and your purpose. As you think about all that you've learned over the years, why is it important for us to understand these spiritual laws? Because I have to tell you, there, I think, are many times when we're just going through our day-to-day -day life, and we are not really tuned in and connected to these spiritual laws. Yeah, that's a good question, Rhonda. I think, the, first, I think the importance and the need to not only connect with them, but understand them at some level of affordability is that universal laws are like gravity, are like air. And so there's a necessity there that we need. And so as oxygen gives us the ability to breathe in and breathe out, that these universal laws play a very intricate part in our lives as tools and resources. And the more that we're conscious of them, the more that we are aware of the information, it allows us to do things that we've come to do at a much more mature level and a more level of affordability. So if they're connected to everything that we do, do you, do you believe many times we're just sort of going along, doing what we do out of a force of habit or just what we're comfortable with without really recognizing um, these laws and allowing the laws to guide us? Well, I would say the best way to look at it is I usually give the example of water and gravity because we interact with water and gravity every day. Well, the law that governs water, the law that governs gravity is no different than the law that governs the thousands of other laws that we're not interacting with every day. So when you think about water and gravity, we drink water so we don't dehydrate, we bathe in water so we don't smell. But how is that we know not to go too far in the ocean? because we're interacting with gravity, I mean, with water every day. And so gravity, the same thing, we don't get too close to the, to the rooftop, is because we'll fall, break our neck, leg, kill ourselves, where the one-year-old baby will walk straight off the roof right. because the one-year-old baby doesn't have enough experience yet. So the same principle applies with all of the laws. The more that you begin to interact with these laws consciously with awareness, you begin to interact with them in their natural way so you benefit from it and that's where people are struggling so much is because there's so much resource and tools in these laws that could benefit us and take us into different realms of possibility with our natural gifts and talents our potential our purpose of why we've come our relationships 
our pure talent. And so uh, the more that we have the insight on that, it brings us to a different vibration, if you will. So, Paul, there are, as you think of these laws, um, and we're going to talk about abundance. And so is abundance a law? Yes. Okay, so abundance is a law. Just give us an example of maybe two or three other laws that we may not be consciously aware of. Um, you can probably look at the simplicity of one of the most powerful laws that uh, is not talked about pretty much at all is our law for, for reason for being, that we have a law of why everybody comes to planet Earth. And so a lot of people don't feel worthy of being here because we, we are engaged in so much information that tells people that they're not valuable, hmm. that they're not important. And so importance are placed on material things and not on human resource, human potential. And so a law for reason for being would be one. Uh, how about like the law of clear expression? Hmm. That the universe operates out of vibration. And so when you send messages out mentally, physically, spiritually clear, the universe responds. When you send out confusion, confusion responds. And so the clearer the message, the more the potential. It's just like you trying to go somewhere driving. You have to visualize it to see it so you can get there. And so the universe pretty much works the same way. There has to be a clear perception. When people become materially wealthy, they don't just luck up and do it. They actually see themselves becoming wealthy before it actually happens. And so everything is following that same natural law that understanding the clear expression is so powerful because the more you're clear on what you're thinking, what you're saying is the more the potential for it to manifest. Well, uh, Andrea says life. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think she is connecting with what you're saying. So thank you, uh, Andrea. Thank you for tuning in and commenting. And you know, as you as you just mentioned that um, sort of the confusion part of it. Gosh, I think we don't even realize the effect that confusion has. We just yeah. it's a part of. Well, I just need to take time, and eventually it'll come to me. But would you say that we actually have to be more intentional about getting clear? so that we are moving in the direction that we're supposed to be going? Yeah, yeah. Um, the law of intentions <laughs> is another law that is very, very powerful. Um, everybody's operating from an intent, everybody. Mm -hmm. And so that's what motivates people. The intention creates motive. Motive is motivation. And so when people have a motive, it comes from the intent, the root of their core. And so it starts through thought, comes an idea, packaged emotionally, and then it goes into a vibration of however the person perceives to move forward on that idea. And so the power is intention. So when you look at intent, everybody's operating from an intent. And so when you help a person to understand that even when you're not conscious of the intent, it was formulated on some level that you created it and then you had to bring it into existence because it couldn't operate without your permission. Mm. <laughs> so when I say, when I make a statement that, for lack of a better term, pisses somebody off, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I say to myself, oh, 
that's not what I intended. You're saying yeah. on some level, I kind of did intend that. <laughs> well, not necessarily now. And based on that example you just said, it's a little different because you may not have intended to piss them off. Mm -hmm. They may have become pissed off based on what you did. That might not have been your intent. Right. So your intent may have been something different. Now, you could have had intent to piss them off, but that didn't have to be your intent for them to be pissed off. <laughs> you could have been doing something um, more constructive, and because of the mindset he or she may have been in, they became pissed off because of that. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't mean that when somebody responds a certain way, that was your intention. Okay. I feel better now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk all about our main topic um, for today, which we want to talk about abundance. As I think about the goals and what we're trying to accomplish with Successful Women Rock and um, yeah. the Society of Successful Women, our hope is that we are helping women um, really bring the abundance into their life that they desire and they deserve. So talk to us about the concept of number one, abundance, but also the concept of the fact that I've heard it stated, and I think I've heard you state, there is no lack. Yes. Um, the abundance has such a powerful uh, presentation in it because that we live in a time, a world, a society that conditions people to function without recognizing or acknowledging the tremendous power of abundance. And so abundance is all matter, all energy comprised in the universe. It is the abundance. And so for us not to acknowledge it, it means that we're looking something right in the face, almost like looking in the mirror at your wonderful, beautiful self and denying yourself. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't acknowledge abundance, then by default, the spirit of lack kicks in. So what happens with so many people that we spend our entire lives or decades looking for something outside of ourselves that doesn't exist because of the spirit of lack. When you acknowledge abundance, what you're saying is that everything that I need is present. It's, it's Elohim, it's present, it's here. So now it's just a matter of you discovering it, whole different mindset then when you're looking for something that doesn't exist and you're outside of yourself looking for it in this big world and you're on a journey to find something or to find, to look for something that you can't find. And so that's what I have seen with people for many, many years. For example, people looking for love in a relationship. I've shared with many people in coaching sessions, no, you must find the love within yourself then when you love yourself unconditionally without judgment, then when you find a mate, you share that love with them. Mm -hmm. It's a difference when you're looking for somebody to love you versus you're willing to share your love with someone else. Wow. I think that's powerful um, because we are constantly looking for something, right? We're yeah. looking for, and the example of love is a really good one. And it's a great topic for the Successful Women Rock podcast show um, because we are always looking for that person that's going to give us the love that we feel like we need and that we feel like we deserve. Um, and what I hear you saying is that that love starts from within first. Absolutely. 
right? Absolutely. And um, and as long as all of the other amazing things that we want in life starts from within. And I also take it back to what you mentioned earlier, the vision, having the clarity, having the vision to know and understand these things so that they can then be brought to you. Yes. Let's look at this example. Say that I speak a foreign language mm -hmm. and you wanted to learn this language. I can't give this language to you. You would have to learn it because it's in me. Right. See, love, same principle. Love is something that I can take from me and share it because of who I am with you, but I can't give you my love. You have to have your own. Hmm. And so this is the challenge that people have is that everything emanates from within the self. So either you have love in you or you have lack of love in you from, from the spirit of lack. If you have the abundance, that means the love is already present. All you have to do is tap into it. If you're operating void of that, then you're looking outside of yourself for somebody to love you because you have yet to love yourself. So if I'm operating in that spirit of lack, Paul, does it, is it actually blocking my ability to get the abundance and the other things in my life? No, it's not blocking because the block is really more of illusion than anything. So okay. what's blocking is the thought process. Mm. is that you have yet to discover or acknowledge it. Got so we it. say the abundance is three phases, acknowledging, accessing, and applying. The acknowledging means that you have made the first stage, which is to know. Mm -hmm. If you, like, for example, the spiritual world is very real. If you never acknowledge the spiritual world, it's still real. It's not going anywhere. So your acknowledgement of it now means that you can actually interact with it at a different vibration because you're acknowledging it. If right. you don't acknowledge it, you can't even acknowledge it. You can't even deal with the forces because you don't even say it's real. Uh, accessing means you're taking it now from the thought to a feeling, that you're dealing with it on a whole different vibration now because you're dealing with the emotion, the feeling. And then the applying is the experience that you're going to gain and bring back to yourself to let you, yourself know whether this works or didn't work. So acknowledging, accessing, and applying creates a whole different vibration because now you're not in the same place you were before the uh, first stage. Every stage is a different stage, but when you apply it, you get some type of outcome and result will put you in a different place. So acknowledging, accessing, and applying. And yeah. is this sort of, is this trio consistent for all of the laws where if I'm trying to get it's, if I'm trying to strengthen my understanding and use of the laws, I follow those principles? Yes, for the okay. most part. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. you're going to follow those three because the acknowledging is everything in the universe comes through thought. So the acknowledgement is the beginning of all reality. Without mm -hmm. that, it doesn't even exist until you give yourself permission to acknowledge. The accessing now makes makes it more real because you're now dealing with it on a different vibration. And then the applying is when you're verifying in the physical realm that this is real because now you have two ways you get the applying back. It's through self-realization or self-actualization. Self-realization means that you realize it through seeing somebody else do it. Self-actualization means you've done it yourself. So once you've done something yourself, the light bulb comes on. You go, wow, wow. I did it. This is real. This this can be done. 
or if even you see somebody else do it, you know it can be done. Are you tired of being held back by unrelenting judgment of others? Are you ready to build confidence and release the fear standing in the way of your purpose? At the Society of Successful Women, we have one goal, to help you achieve yours. Visit thesocietyofsuccessfulwomen.com to request your interview today. Now, back to the show. Where is it that you see um, we get caught up the most in, in one of these three steps? Is it acknowledging that we sometimes um, get, can't get past the other steps, accessing and applying because we get stuck at acknowledging, for instance, the fact that everything that we need is within us, right? Yes. And so do you find in your dealing with your students that acknowledging is the main barrier? No, I would say the accessing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the acknowledging, acknowledging is the easy part because you can tell anybody anything and they can say it back to you. Mm-hmm. And so they can acknowledge it. But then when they have to take it beyond that and deal with an emotion or feeling to carry it into another phase where the challenge comes in because it, there's already stuff there. In other words, I have anger, bitterness, uh, deceptive uh, uh, motives. Uh, I want to stay unconscious, unaware, so I don't have to be accountable. Mm-hmm. So the thought of it alone is not going to impede anything. But when you have to now start dealing with the feeling about it, it's going to take some time to rearrange another emotion or another feeling or another thought or idea that you have in the place. And so then it becomes like a clash mm-hmm. because I have something here that I'm holding on to. And now you're trying to present this idea. I can take the thought. And that's okay. But now when I got to deal with the emotion of feeling about it, it may create a problem. That's great because um, <laughs> I just, I love this conversation because as I think about it, um, the, the applying it, the way that I sometimes describe it is closing the gap between what you know and what you do. Mm-hmm. Because right? we often will hear something. How many times do we say, well, I know I should eat those french fries. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't stop me from picking them up. Right? <laughs> so we have got to get better at closing yeah. the gap between what we know and what we do. And that is yeah. applying the third step you're sharing with. Yeah. Well, see, when you say... <laughs> <laughs> The, the attracting phase uh, is so powerful that we probably have no idea how we're attracting our experiences, people in our lives. And there's value in each experience for us, for our benefit. But again, the mindset, the, the level of awareness is where the challenge is because you're talking about people are looking at their experiences in their life almost in judgment as opposed through life lessons. Mm. So if you're looking at it through life lessons, the lessons come clear and clear. But if you're looking at it through judgment, then you're going to create blockage and you're going to blame yourself, others, and you're not going to take the lesson in. And that's one of the challenges that most of humanity is dealing with. That as the information is coming to us through what we're attracting, 
that law of attraction, what it's bringing to us is the value of what we need so that we can move to the next vibration, so we can move towards the goal, so we can become more effective at our life purpose. But if you have decided, I'm dumbing myself that my dumbing myself down so I don't have to deal with this, I don't have to understand this, I don't have to deal with that, then therefore you're going to keep getting the same experience over and over again because you have not acknowledged the lesson. Mm. Ain't that something? Wow. <laughs> that is something. And that's very powerful because you see people who feel stuck in a cycle and they say, mm -hmm. Well, I always meet the wrong kind of man, or I always yeah. have these problems at work, you know, or you know, I always get into these kinds of arguments. And so what yeah. I hear you saying is that these are lessons that are placed in front of us. And until we acknowledge and learn that lesson, we can't move on to the next lesson. Yes, yes. Yeah, because you attracted it on some level for a reason. And what you've attracted is a reflection of yourself. And so when you're bringing something into your energy vibrate, because see, we're looking on a physical, a lot of times that we're not really understanding the spiritual dynamic that's going on. So when you're bringing something into fruition based on what you put out there, something's coming back to you for a reason. So let's look at the relationship, for example, that you spoke, spoke of. If a woman is like having a, a certain type of male energy that keeps surfacing in her life and she said, I don't know why I keep attracting these type of guys. Mm -hmm. Well, those guys are a reflection of her. There's something in her that she's sending out that's bringing that exact type of behavior back is because she won't acknowledge it within herself. And that's why we say the abundance is really about you understanding the tremendous resource and power that's in you is because to go to a different vibration, you send that energy out and you'll get different vibrations come back. And so if you stay at a low vibration, a low frequency, then you're going to attract people on a low vibration and low frequency. And so everything is based on the energy or the vibration that you're operating in or the conscious level in which you have chosen that you're functioning on and you're putting the information out on that level. And then the experiences of that energy comes back to you because that's what you put out. And it's really so simple because it's all basic math mathematics. It really is it's very, very simple. And so I think the more that we get into the practicality of the laws and the simplicity of them, it really helps people go, wow, they'll see it. They'll, they'll begin to look at their life differently and understand that all the programs that we've gotten uh, from most of our birth to now, it, we have a lot of stuff in our brain computer that has been told to us, but it's not based in anything. It's not grounded in law. It's just information that has been told to you through programs and we buy into them because we don't know any better. Mm. Wow. Well, you say they're simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you an example. Let's talk about abundance. Okay. When we acknowledge abundance, what we're saying is there is nothing else. Now, how can we demonstrate that? Energy, matter. So the spirit of lack that we have basically uh, unconsciously chosen, what it does, it creates a vacuum, an emptiness inside, where people begin to judge themselves, deceive themselves, lie to themselves. So you got abundance on one hand, 
and then you have the spirit of lack in the other. Well, the spirit of lack doesn't exist unless you acknowledge it. So your acknowledgement of it is what creates the reality of it. Other than that, there is only abundance. So if you operate it from the consciousness of abundance, all you could do is progress in your life. And looks what's happening with most people. Because that we say, well, I don't believe it. I don't believe in this. I don't believe that. I don't believe. See, it's a program. Right. So you start looking into the spirit of lack, doubting yourself, doubting everything in your environment. And so therefore your life becomes a reflection of the lesson you need because of the energy vibration you're sending out, which is doubt. And so the lessons keep coming back to you in the same form that you put it out because you have yet to acknowledge the abundance. The abundance is with you every day. It's right there in your mind. It's right there in your bedroom. It's right there in your kitchen. It's the breath in your uh, uh, body. It's the, look how simple it is scripturally when that which created us, God speaking to Adam, he said, I breathe the breath of life into Adam and Adam became a living soul. Mm. Hmm. Now the breath you couldn't physically see, right? but all he said he did was he just breathed the breath of life into Adam and then Adam became a living soul. And then we say, well, I don't believe that because I can't see it. Well, you're living. <laughs> and so if you're living through breath, then you ought to know that it has to be real. As, even let's look at another illustration of the tremendous power of abundance. We all come here through a clouded drop of water called sperm. Mm -hmm. The sperm travels upstream against gravity to meet the egg. A hundred million to a billion sperm is uh, ejaculated. Mm -hmm. And out of all the hundred million to a billion sperm, only one meets the egg. Right. And all the rest of the sperm die out in a hostile environment. The one that meet the egg become the clot, embryo, fetus, and then it's born. And here we are. We are alive. And then we come and grow. And then we say, well, I can't. I, I don't believe in myself. Right. You just came through 100 million to a billion to one. And you're the one that made it. Everything else died out, and then we don't believe in ourselves. So you see, the program is so powerful because there's so much evidence of the abundance that's with us. If we just took time to look at nature and the laws, it's no way in the world you could believe in anything but that. It's because it's all around you. Right, <laughs> right. So, so, Paul, so if we're operating on this low vibration frequency, is the answer to that to really check your mindset frequently, intentionally, and work on um, actively reprogramming your thoughts? So first I would say, the first thing I would say, and I always say this for a reason, that people are absolutely perfect where they are. Okay. Very, very important for people to understand that because most people are living in judgment, beating themselves up, tormenting themselves from judgment left over from yesterday. So whatever vibration they've chosen, wherever they're functioning on, they're absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a mathematical equation. It can be proven. It is also important to know that they're perfect is because they are perfect. You have chosen the experiences you need. And so wherever a person is, they're exactly perfect there because they got there by 
all the resources that have been given to them in this thing called life and the choices that they've made to arrive where they are. Now, let's go to the question that you basically, what you're saying. When a person is ready, information is ready, available resourcefully 24 hours, seven days a week with inside of themselves to start tapping into those resources. And so <clears throat> it's going to start with a person, guess what? Acknowledging, mm -hmm. giving themselves permission to acknowledge. And so everything comes through the thought process and the vibration of thought creates the idea or the idea is already in existence and you take your thought and you bring it into fruition or you connect with the idea and then you decide to vibrate on the idea, which is an emotional thing where you start feeling it. And so people have to go through the same process. The mindset is where most of us are very challenged because our mindset is not um, grounded, mm -hmm. if you will. Our mindset is uh, recalling past hurt. Our mindset is looking at our past uh, story, uh, experiences from childhood. And so you have to decide as you're speaking to that you want a new mind. So you must be born again. That is again, scriptures, it says you must be born again, which means there's renewing of the mind so that your thought process begins to vibrate at a frequency where you're not caught up in judgment, where you're not caught up in things of your past. A lot of people have done things where blame, shame, guilt ride them every day. What blame, shame, and guilt is attached to is imagery. Mm -hmm. So the fifth law deals with self-image. So when people are caught up in the self-image, they attach to self-image these judgments of themselves because they don't see themselves as energy. They see themselves as this physical entity. So when you're looking at yourself through the physical entity and you limit yourself to that only, it's very difficult to shake blame, guilt, mm -hmm. uh, judgment, envy, jealousy, all the negative forces that are here to consume you. It's because you're limiting yourself to only an image where you're so much more than that. So getting the proper mindset in abundance is starting with acknowledgement that there's an abundance. There's abundance of wealth, there's abundance of energy, there's abundance of resource. And so it puts you in a different realm of possibility just by acknowledging abundance. So when people wanna get their mindset right, when they have acknowledged abundance, they have laid the proper foundation is because now they are not, there's no scarce, there's no lack. And so now you're not hoarding and you're not always in a rush trying to meet some timetable yesterday is because you're trying to get externally validated. And that's the other piece to the spirit of lack. When people choose the spirit of lack instead of abundance, what follows that is a need to externally validate themselves. So they begin to look outside of themselves for somebody to validate them, to make them feel worthy. When you are operating out of the abundance and you acknowledge the abundance, you feel abundantly clear that you're secure within yourself, your higher self, your relationship with your creator is because there's a oneness going on in that abundance. But when you're operating out of the spirit of lack, there's such a great need to look outside of yourself to get validation from someone or something to make yourself feel better or important. Well, Paul, let me tell you something. That's really deep. 
<laughs> That's really deep because when we when we think about women and some of the challenges we face, that external validation piece is huge. Yes, it is. And 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 it's the programming, right? You go back to being a little girl and the little girls are always told, okay, you got to sit like this, you got to act like this. Mm-hmm. You got, everybody's got to like you. If people don't like you, then you're a bad girl, not a good girl, right? So we learn to sit back. We learn to not speak up. We apologize and apologize for what we need, for what we say, for what we want. Um, or we just sit back and we don't do any of those things, right? We just yeah. accept what we get. Hmm. I, I I feel like this part of the conversation um, is, is powerful because you said that if you're operating under the spirit of abundance and the law of abundance, then you have everything you need and you are perfectly complete the way that you are. Yes. Right? Yes. And so many of us um, really struggle with that and deal with that. We're looking for that external validation. Somebody please tell me I'm pretty because <laughs> I gained 10 pounds and you know, my hair is crazy and all of this other stuff going on. So I, I appreciate you um, saying that, you know, because for us, I don't know if it's the same for men. I'm not a man. I don't know if they deal with it the same way. Well, men deal with it a little differently because the natures of men and women are different. And so men are more able to hide their insecurities and fears mm-hmm. and look girl, uh, manly, you know, the masculine role. Right. Where women are more intuitive, more emotional, more talkative and will put out the information. Mm-hmm. And so women are more sensitive because of her relationship to the divine self. And so men's insecurities show up in a different way, it. but it looks pretty much the same, but it's, you have to know what you're looking for. Right. And so it's like um, when people are uh, secure with themselves, they respond almost completely different than when they're not secure with themselves. Um, the more that we're secure with insight, information, knowledge, is the more of an inner peace that's operating. Mm-hmm. The more that you are not at peace with yourself or insecure, then you have more of a need to respond and react. You can't just kind of like relax yourself. And so it plays out definitely different with men and women, but it's the same spirit. Have a question or comment for Rhonda? She'd love to hear from you. You can text Rhonda personally at 469-304-9970. And now back to our show. Now that you say that, one of the things that I teach in um, working with clients in emotional intelligence is people that are highly emotionally intelligent are not easily offended. Yeah. You're not easily offended because you can uh, you understand that it's just information, right? You don't have to accept yeah. the information being given to you. We say if somebody throws the ball at you, you can choose not to catch it, right? And yeah. so um, we talk about the fact that when you're easily offended, it sort of reflects the sense of 
insecurity. Yes. And that's what I hear, and that's what I hear you saying too. So how does um, when we think about this abundance, the law of abundance, how does that play out in relationships? Well, relationships are based on energy vibrations, which means that most people are connected through some vibration of energy that there, there could be a physical attraction, there could be an emotional attraction, there could be a connection to the spirit. And what I find in, in research and study that there are a lot of um, energies that are connecting when people are connecting, mm -hmm. you know, when people are physically connecting, there are a lot of undercurrents that are actually connecting that they're feeling a certain chemistry, a certain right. spirit, a certain uh, character, if you will. And so um, that's like magnets, it's mm -hmm. like magnets drawing each other. And abundance, I would say, may play, uh, well, it depends on how we're looking at it. Abundance plays more of a role in people operating in terms of perceived need uh, versus desire mm -hmm. versus want. Perceived need comes from the spirit of lack. Mm -hmm. And so when you have uh, males and females operating in that energy, it creates a real challenging dynamic in relationships. And what happens often is that when people are operating in the spirit of lack in relationships, that they're always looking for fault, blame, guilt. And so the challenges are there because both of them may be looking for external validation. And so if you have two people looking for external validation outside of themselves, then you usually have quite a mess <laughs> because there's no security in the relationship. Right. Uh, there's no, maybe if you want to say, there's no adult in the relationship. It's like two five-year-olds or seven-year-olds or wherever they're emotionally stuck as children. And then they're like in adult bodies, but they're interacting with each other in a very immature manner. And so this goes on uh, way too much in the African-American communities because of things that we have uh, experienced in this country for a long time. And there's no real uh, approach to rectify it mm -hmm. uh, uh, from institutional levels or educational or religious levels. And so it's perpetuated through generations and cycles and it's not really being addressed. And so I know the work I have done over the last couple of decades and talking to many women who pretty much have all said the same thing. Uh, they talk about their relationships and they talk about the issue they're having with their male um, counterpart, with the husband or boyfriend. And it sounds so consistent to me. It's almost like the exact same thing they're saying. Mm -hmm. And there's a conflict of respect. That's pretty much what it all comes down to. And so when people don't have self-respect, uh, it's gonna create a huge problem in the relationship. And so I find that that is the basis for so many unhealthy relationships. Uh, self-respect is a tremendous power. 
and goes back to self-image, the mm -hmm. fifth law. So when you're operating out of law and you have a healthy self-image, you want to have a healthy self-respect. When you don't have that, then that means when you add that into a need to seek external validation from somebody on the outside of yourself, you're making you're putting yourself in a, a place of of high vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And let me add this piece. What most people are challenged by in relationships is not the person that they have chosen. What they're challenged by is their lack of self-respect and love for self. And so the person, it, again, is the life lesson that comes to them as they've attracted. And of course, they Right. Both parties are looking for the other one to elevate them, to give them something that the other one has already declared he or she doesn't have. Wow. <laughs> Once again, this is so deep. And I, and I think about sort of um, what we talked about. Again, I, I relate what you're saying back to some of the, um, the education and the teaching that I've had around emotional intelligence. And, um, yeah. and the level of control I try to help my clients um, feel, knowing yeah. that once you know yourself, once you are secure in who you are and what you need, it, it's almost like the rest doesn't really matter. It mm -hmm. doesn't affect you in the same way. I was having a conversation with one lady who said, well, you know, you know, I want this. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to be smart, but I said, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, that's cool, right? It's great for them to know what they want. But I yeah. know who I am. Yes. And so I was very secure in that. And I wasn't concerned about all of this other stuff um, because I felt confident that I could stand within that and who I was and what was in my value system and what was important to me. So if the niece out there, the group says self-respect takes you a long way. I think the conversation <laughs> around Gaining self-respect is probably a, a whole different thing that we can work through, right? How do we help people gain self-respect? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna invite you back another time so we can talk. About, <laughs> so we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, Indeed. Before we go, I want to talk a little bit about leading because I, I've worked with leaders um, a lot of my career. And I see leaders um, struggle in different ways. But now that you're sort of really talking to us about these laws, I wonder how these laws are playing out for the leaders in terms of whether or not they're able to effectively lead. And not only others, right? Because the first person you've got to lead is yourself. Yeah. So what have you seen in terms of leaders um, in dealing with either abundance or um, different energy levels? Well, when we say leadership, the first thing comes to mind, Rhonda, is leadership is one's ability to get the best from him or herself and get the best from others. Mm -hmm. That's the most 
powerful spiritual definition of leadership. One who gets the best from him or herself and then the best from others. That's a true leader. Mm -hmm. We have people who are always called leaders that are not necessarily qualified leaders. Mm. Because if you're not getting the best from yourself and the best from others around you, then what are you really leading? <laughs> and so, hold on, Paul. There's a to mind something. There's, um, you know, this famous quote that says, "If you think you're a leader, and you turn around and no one's behind you, you're just taking a walk." <laughs> right. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so um, you have natural energy vibrations that people are born leaders and which, of course, is one of the oldest controversies of leaders born or are they made? And of course, they're both. Leaders are born is because when they have a certain energy vibration, they've come to planet Earth to lead. Does that make them a good leader? No. That makes them have the potential to lead. Now they have to be made with the vibration. Right. Everybody's born with self-reliance. So we all have a mechanism in us from the one-year-old baby to rely on self. The baby at one will try to pour his or her own milk, tie his or her own shoes, will try to do things that they can't do yet, but doesn't stop them from trying to do it is because they're self-reliant right. and they have no uh, uh, problem trying to pour their own milk, do everything for themselves, as soon as they figure they got the energy to do it. <laughs> and so that's nature. And the more that we develop that, um, you'll see that flourish into great potential of doing for self, self-reliance. Then you have people who have energy that they will just take charge and make things happen is because that's their vibration. Mm -hmm. I think um, um, when people are um, not even thinking about information that makes them who they are, they are just being themselves. And when people are being themselves, you find uh, they're able to do a lot more things than when they think about it. Mm -hmm. Because the thinking sometimes creates the hesitation and the fear. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the one energy, which is the A, J, and S of the alphabet, are vibrations that people, when they come, and the A, J, and S is in what we would call a key position, they are just natural people who will take charge, lead, and make things happen, and they don't have to think about it. Where people who don't have that energy may look at them and go, wow, because they don't have that vibration. So we all have these different energy vibrations that speak volumes about how we feel, how we think, the things we do more naturally because of those energies. And that kind of is like a whole different topic, but because we're talking about leadership, right. I just wanted to talk on the different styles of leadership because uh, you have a sensitive style of leadership, you have kind of pit boss type of leadership, mm -hmm. you have a very uh, strong type of a dominant leadership, and so the leaderships can vary, but I think the best definition as you just shared was if you look back and there's nobody following you, you're just taking a walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I have, you know, encountered a lot of leaders and you're, I think you're so right, Paul, not everyone is a natural leader. You yeah. know, that doesn't mean they can't be a good leader, 
it just means, yeah. I guess, that they have to develop um, mm-hmm. into that and, and, you know, fine tune that level of vibration that helps them be successful. Yes. And I think one of the most important roles of a leader is being conscious of others. Mm-hmm. That what makes us great in not only leadership, but in anything that we do is being open for growth, development, maturity, and to be able to pull from other resources of people to make us better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Um, yeah. It's so right. Well, I have um, really enjoyed this conversation. So let me just ask you, Paul, as we get ready to wind down here, we've talked a lot. Of, um, we've talked about a few topics tonight. Can you yeah. summarize for us and give us three takeaways that you feel like our listeners might benefit from um, applying in their life? Three takeaways to say that part again? Yes, three takeaways from our conversation. Something that the listeners can walk away with and say, okay, here's something I can start to work on or focus on. Okay. Um, What I would say is let's talk about flow and blockage. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the most powerful things that we can always take away from understanding how to be the best people we can be it's always in the very essence of our nature. And that is the study of the baby. The baby's teaching us everything we should be doing at 20, 30, 40. Questioning. Questioning is the first thing the baby learns to do when he or she speaks. Why, mama? How come? And when we stop questioning, we formulate some blockage because the nature of self is to question. And when you question, as the African proverb says, when you raise questions, you must get answers. Mm-hmm. And so questioning things uh, is, nat- is nature, it's natural. And so that's how we get better. When we right. question our own motives, our own intent, and we do our own check and balance. Um, the other one is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Again, the baby's born with unconditional love. And so saying to ourselves, I love myself unconditionally without judgment. 27 times a day for 27 days, usually we get a tremendous breakthrough from living in judgment way too long. Mm-hmm. I love myself unconditionally without judgment. And so I think that is paramount for people when we have spent many years beating ourselves up, uh, tormenting ourselves from past judgment left over from yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the other one I would say is in the department of, of, I'm not going to say the childlike enthusiasm, the imagination. Mm-hmm. The imagination is such a powerful resource that we have to dream again. A lot of us have gotten to ruts, have given up on life, have gotten to the work world, and we just get stuck because we're not dreaming anymore. Well, if you watch the five-year-old, the three-year-old, the seven-year-old, they're they're excited. Oh man, I'm going to do the greatest. I'm just, and that should be us. Right. You should be living with a childlike enthusiasm, with an imagination that says, I can do anything. Anything is possible. And I'm so pumped. I can't stand, you know, I just got to get the opportunity. I'm going to do something great. And so the imagination has to be uh, challenged so that we become 
all the potential that the imagination creates for us and the possibility thereof. Wow. And so I would say those would be the three takeaways dealing with the innate abilities that we have that oftentimes are dormant and we're not using them to the full capacity or into its basic potential. Yeah, so learning those lessons from the baby, um, learning to question and challenge things and push and look for answers, um, unconditional love, learning to really engage in self-love, self-talk, and just falling in love with who you are the way that you are, knowing that you're perfect the way that you are, and then yeah. imagination, you know, and really sort of challenging yourself to continue to soar, right? You don't yeah. have to stop dreaming when we become adults. Um, I actually wrote that a statement similar to that in my book. Um, I have a book called The Dream Life Roadmap, and it was really about why is it that after our youth years, we stop dreaming? And we feel yeah. like it's our responsibility to be so adult-like that all we need to do is go to work, pay the bills, and focus on those things instead of fostering our dreams and goals. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to wrap up, Paul. This is the oh, right. But before we do, um, how can uh, people reach you? Okay. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to have, we're going to give away a free 15-minute uh, coaching for anyone who calls or texts the what is it a call or a text, Gary? Text two four zero five four two eight four two four. Eight four two four. Okay, let me repeat that back. It's two four zero five four two eight four two four. And then the free coaching. Free 15 minute coaching for anyone who uh, takes this number. All right. So we're going to put this up uh, on the page. Free 15 minute coaching. Wow. Well. And, and then we have the Wealth Habits page. And we have one other um, giveaway. Giveaway, the Wealth Habits Series.com. The Wealth Habits Series.com. If they go to that um, site, Wealth Habits Series.com. And they'll be able to put the name and email in, and they'll get a video and four wealth habits, one a day. <laughs> yeah, wealthhabitseries.com. Uh oh, there we go. Go back and watch the recording or listen to the playback later. Um, we'll get information as well. Excellent. Excellent. So, Paul, thank you so much for being here and leading thank us you. through this very stimulating conversation. I know you've <laughs> left me things to think about. So, um, I <laughs> want to thank everyone out there for tuning in and just to say that remember. It's not having the information that matters. It's what you do with it. So, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So until next time, this has been the Successful Women Rock podcast show. And I wish everyone out there good luck in creating an amazing and a wonderful life. All right. Bye, all.
Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Successful Women Rock to check out past shows and share show ideas. And remember to join our Successful Women Rock Facebook group. Until next time, continue all that you do to rock your life. See you on the next show.